Ready? Okay. Give me a beach. Beach. Give me great food. Tacos. Give me adventure. Hiking. Give me a date night. Sunset cruise. Give me some smiles. Cheese. Give me more beaches. Beaches. What's that spell? San Diego. If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your trip at san diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. Bean Dad, The Dress, 30 to 50 Feral Hogs. If you knew what any of those were, you spend too much time online. And hey, I do too. 16th Minute of Fame is a new weekly podcast hosted by me, Jamie Loftus. And every week we take a closer look at an internet character of the day. Who are they? What made them so notorious? How did the internet or the algorithm choose them? And what does a person do when they're suddenly confronted with more attention than the human psyche can handle? Listen to 16th Minute of Fame on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's Two Dudes in a Kitchen with Tyler Florence. And Wells Adams, an iHeartRadio podcast. All right, welcome into Two Dudes in a Kitchen. I'm Wells Adams. Got Tyler Florence in here, and this is the dipshit episode. Sorry, it's the dip episode. <laughs> right, Tyler? Yeah, man. How are you, buddy? I'm doing good. How are you? There's so many different ways you could spend dip. Uh, a really good friend of mine who's a, a food critic uh, here in San Francisco, he was going to write a book called Dips and Shit. Yeah. You know, it's just like it's sort of a random, like, you know, stuff you can just dip things into, like a whole big cookbook stuff, because he loves it. That's like his favorite food genre in the world. Yeah, well, who doesn't love dips? And like, I feel like it's kind of like pizza. You know, like every uh, every culture has like their take on pizza. I feel like every culture has their take on dip. I mean, Mediterranean has hummus and baba ganoush and Mexican has salsa and guacamole. Like everyone's got a dip. Do you have a favorite dip? Everybody's dipping something and something. You know what I mean? Yeah. For sure. There's no doubt about it. I mean, like, I think when it comes to dips, right, there's basically like two different kinds. There's a savory dip and there's a sweet dip. And you can get mm. creative with all of this stuff, really. Um, but when it comes to savory dips, we'll start there because I think there's a good place to jump into it. It, it. it splinters off into two more other categories, like a creamy dip. And that would be either mayo, sour cream, cream cheese, cheese, or yogurt, and a combination of all those things. And we'll kind of get into that. Or like a vegetable-based dip, right? And that's going to be, you know, chickpeas, which is going to be hummus, eggplant, which is going to be baba ganoush. Then you got guacamole. Of course, you got salsa, black beans, refried beans, like artichoke, spinach, carrot, all kinds of fun stuff that you can make really, really interesting dips out of, right? And so if we're going to make a creamy dip, um, my go-to mix, hands down, is going to be 50-50 mayo sour cream. That's going to be the base. And that's also my secret base for really anything that feels like green goddess dressing or or blue cheese dip, or you know, or like a like a classic French onion dip. If you know, we're going to serve that with like a crudite. Um, that's the that's the the gorgeous mix between like fat and and sort of that rich sharp flavor from the sour cream. 50-50 mayo sour cream, right? And then um, if you go into um, um, 
you know, like a like a, a plant based um, uh, base for a really good dip. Chickpeas are fantastic. White beans are fantastic. White bean makes a really, really nice dip, right? So you could eat white beans with like garlic and chili and herbs on top. And then, you know, of course, you've got hummus, which, you know, if you can't make a really good hummus, I think that's a great place to start just to kind of, you know, get 10 really good recipes on your belt. Um, hummus is a fantastic uh, go-to party uh, hit that everybody seems to love. And you can add so many things to hummus to change it up. Like you can put, you can make a spicy hummus. You can make a roasted garlic hummus. You can make an olive tapenade hummus. You can add so much stuff to it and completely change the flavor and it's still amazing. Yeah. I mean, uh, to me, I like adding avocado to hummus, right? So you can either, really? yeah, cook the chickpeas from scratch or if you use canned chickpeas, no big deal. Um, but um, I like to blanch the garlic. I don't like to put raw garlic in my hummus. I'll take a uh, whole garlic cloves and blanch them a couple of times. Um, so you kind of take the sharpness out of it. You get the flavor without like that burn. And uh, and then you know, once you get the nice ratio out of it, right? So it's going to be chickpeas, tahini, garlic, lemon, um, olive oil, salt. And once you make that nice puree, then you can really kind of fold anything into it. Avocado hummus is banging, dude. So bright green, really, really delicious. I like adding roasted carrots to hummus too, which I think is gorgeous. Um, that That's a big hit that can be really, really pretty. You know, like, like how, how um, you know, like, like butter boards are like a big hit right now. Um, you know, like you could make a beautiful spread of, especially around the holidays, right? It's that go-to thing. If you got people coming over, it's nice to have a quart or two of a really good dip just laying around. So when people kind of pile up, you can, you know, make a, a beautiful bowl look really pretty or a beautiful platter look really bitty, pretty with with the vegetables or and potato chips and crackers and, and uh, uh, crostini and all kinds of fun stuff. Do you have a favorite dip, like something that reminds you of growing up and your parents entertaining and stuff like that? Well, I got to tell you, I right before we did this, I called my mother-in-law, right? Because my mother-in-law, <laughs> Marge, right? And uh, she makes this like really, really delicious spinach dip. Yeah. And I, I'm like, Granny, because we, we call her Granny. We actually call her Granny Knuckles because she'll hurt you. you yeah. yeah. I mean? <laughs> she'll fight you. Granny yeah. Knuckles, right? So she makes this spinach dip, which the, she um, she sort of riffed off the top of her head because she's made it so many times. But then she told me it's literally verbatim off the the back of a Noor uh, soup mix, which is it's so good, man. So it's going to be two to one um, sour cream to mayonnaise, right? So she says it's it's um, sixteen ounces of sour sour cream to one cup of mayonnaise, and that's going to be the base. And then one packet of Noor soup mix, dried soup mix, and then one can of water chestnuts, one box of like frozen spinach, squeezed, dried, and chopped up, uh, uh, green onions, and and lemon juice mixed together. And I got to tell you, dude, that is the best dip ever. People freak out about it, and it's so simple. And I think that's probably my 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 favorite dip of all time. Um, it, it, you know, like when, when we have parties and we invite people over the house, and I'm sort of riffing on really good recipes. Sometimes I can get really fancy with stuff. Um, but when Granny makes her spinach dip, like people ask for the recipe, right? And so I I think that's really. So I'm, I'm going to make. I made uh, my mother in law's um, potato salad famous, and now I'm going to make her. Her, her spinach dip famous, uh, but it's so incredibly delicious. My mom has a famous dip that um, we ended up naming it nuclear dip because we felt like it was compounding upon itself and growing and like never ending. And it was really just my mom adding to the jar, but we were like, the nuclear dip never ends. And it became really, really famous at our parties. And it sounds very gross, but 
Here's what it is. It's two cups grated cheddar cheese. Now you can't buy the bag of, of like grated cheese. You have to yeah. grate it yourself. That's key. And then it's four green onions chopped up mm-hmm. and then three fourths cup of mayo and one tablespoon of Worcestershire sauce. And you mix it all together and then you put it on, you know, a Ritz cracker. I was about to say Ritz crackers all day for that, man. That sounds oh, delicious. it's so good. And it sounds gross, but Everyone's got to try to make my mom's nuclear dip. It's um, it's very famous in the the Monterey Bay area. It sounds like a cheese ball deconstructed. Yes, you know, like a really good like cheddar cheese ball deconstructed like for the holidays, which is and that's a dip altogether, man. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, it's good. Can I ask you a question? Yeah, um, man. I've never really understood why store bought guac and store bought salsa never tastes as good as homemade. Why do you think that is? I think because it's just fresh. I mean, it depends on where you get it from, right? There's a grocery store around the corner from our house here in Northern California and they're there because they make it in house and then they, they'll package it and then seal it. There's a uh, made by date and it's usually that morning. And that stuff is awesome. If, if I'm just putting together lunch and I'm at that particular grocery store, I'll grab their guacamole and a bag of their chips uh, with their sandwiches. And it's a hit. Um, But with salsa uh, specifically, you know, that really delicious fresh flavor of like freshly cut tomatoes, salt, uh, salt, lime juice, chili, cilantro, a little bit of minced onion, um, you know, and and pick your chili could be jalapeno, could be serrano, serrano is my favorite. Um, But those things was just mixed together. And and the the level of brightness that comes from the lime juice, that stuff is hard to replicate. And it also dies really quickly, too. I mean, you've only got a, I think you've got a maybe a four or five hour shelf life on that where it starts to break down and especially the, the tomatoes get a little watery. Um, but, uh, I, I think that's the reason also avocado starts to oxidize too. And then like, sometimes they put preservatives in there to kind of keep it nice and green. And so I can definitely taste that. There's like a Xanthem gum flavor profile to it. But, um, I mean, you, you make a good guac, right? Tell me you did. Of course you do. Oh yeah. I, yeah. um, remember on worst cooks I made, I made, I think the way I got into the finals was I made tacos and I made my guac from from scratch. I also grew up in California, so you have to know how to make a good guac. You have to. They'll they'll take your they'll take your California card away from you if you can't make a good guacamole. Very true. I also film a TV show in Mexico uh, for a month every year, so uh, that as well. I won't be invited back if I can't make guacamole. Right, right. Do you have a um a hack to keeping guac fresh? It's lime juice, right? I mean, lime juice. The acid will keep the um, guacamole from oxidizing. The other thing, which I think is really great, because air. Uh, is is what's going to turn avocados brown. It's going to call it start the oxidation. So if you can make the guacamole and then take a uh, plastic wrap and put it directly on top, don't put it on top of the dish, but directly mm. on top of the avocado puree, the mash, the guacamole itself, and keep the air off of it, um, then you'll keep it green for a long time. There's also sort of a, a wives' tale about um, your kitchen wisdom lore folklore about taking the pit and putting the pit into the guacamole itself. I've never known that to be true i think yeah you know it still oxidizes but if you can definitely put plastic wrap directly on top of the guacamole itself it'll stay nice and green forever not forever but yeah but but, but all day yeah i've definitely heard the um the put the pit in there and it'll keep it green i don't believe that's true either but i think the lime juice thing is a is a really good suggestion but then it can be a little too acidic what's a way to balance out a guacamole that's got a bunch of lime juice in it well, I like heavy lime juice in mine. One of my favorite recipes on foodnetwork.com is just my guacamole. It's banging. It's a fresh um, uh, avocado. I'm, I'm riffing on the recipe right now off the top of my head, but it's avocado, white onion, 
uh, minced, um, cilantro, lime juice, serrano, and salt. And it's just like fresh uh, cilantro kind of peeled and torn on top of it, um, stacked up high in a bowl. And it's so simple and it's so incredibly delicious. And, and, and the key between, I think, a basic guacamole and a really vibrant guacamole is the lime juice. And then, of course, the chili if you want to go there. Mm-hmm. I like it spicy. You know, again, Serrano is my go-to all-time favorite chili. Um, but uh, the lime juice makes all the difference in the world. So if you're if you're and you're opening up an avocado and you scoop it into a bowl and you start to kind of mash it up, you can mash it up with a lot of different ways. I usually use um, a potato masher and just sort of break them down. And and then really really nice limes. Sometimes if the limes feel a little stingy and you can't get the juice out, I'll put them on a board and just kind of crush them and roll them, right? And then cut them in half. And they usually kind of give up the juice, or you can take a fork and stick it inside the half and then give it a nice little twist and the juice comes out that way. Um, but really good salt, really good chili. It, it, it's not a complicated recipe, but it, I think the ratios make all the difference. I've seen people like on TikTok making dessert dips. How do you feel about sweet dips? I think dessert dips are great, man. I mean, uh, you know, and definitely it, it's a big thing for sure. I mean, if you want to do something really fun with your little kids, I mean, just get some cupcake frosting and smear it all over a board or put it into a bowl, put some whipped cream on top of that and just bake a sheet cake and then cut it up in the cubes and let them literally just uh, uh, take the cake and scoop it into uh, the cup. It's like a deconstructed cupcake, which I think is kind of fun. Um, But you can make a really good hot s'more dip too, which which is awesome. So, so you're going to get a cast iron pan, get the oven really, really hot because you're going to toast the marshmallows or maybe even on broil, right? You want to bake it and then broil it. So uh, take really good chocolate, put it into the bottom of uh, a cast iron pan and uh, and then take uh, big, huge, chunky, puffy marshmallows, lay them on top and then bake it and then turn it on broil for like the last like, you know, like, you know, 15, 20 seconds of it. So you get a nice, uh, nice gratiné. I'm, I'm going to be fancy with it, but a nice kind of like brown crust on top of that. And the marshmallows are melted and serve that with um, graham crackers and you've got something just just awesome um i think that's really nice chocolate mousse is a fantastic dip too i mean chocolate mousse is awesome you go spice caramel with apples uh cookies and eggnog you know and like i said uh, uh, whipped cream and cake bites is just fantastic too bean dad the dress 30 to 50 feral hogs if you knew what any of those were you spend too much time online and hey i do too 16th Minute of Fame is a new weekly podcast hosted by me, Jamie Loftus, where every week I take a closer look at an internet character of the day. Who were they? What made them so notorious? Why did the internet choose them? And what does a person do when they're suddenly confronted with more attention than the human psyche can handle? I'll be talking to internet historians, experts, and yes, the main characters themselves to get a fuller picture. Because I think that even outside individual experiences, a character of the day tells us something about how the internet worked at that time and how the attention economy developed into the freaky three-headed dragon it is today. Together, we probably won't be able to properly log out, but we can take a walk down scary internet memory lane and see one day a little more clearly. Listen to 16th Minute of Fame on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Rosie, somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. It feels so good. It does. 
And like always, we'll be here every week covering the wide world of TV, movies, comics, and geek culture. That's right. We'll be talking about Batman, heroes of that stature. And of course, we'll be inviting our friends in the industry to come geek out with us and share stories. We'll hear from TV writers, from actors, comics creators, pop culture critics, and more. Nothing is off the table because geek culture is pop culture. And we can't wait to share our love of it all with you every single week. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Dips are getting like all the play on TikTok. I was watching a TikTok recently. Our producer sent it to us that it was a dip party. So it was like nothing but dips, which I guess is kind of like um, maybe like a Super Bowl party. But you eat at Super Bowl parties. Have you been to a, a dip party before? I don't think I've been invited to a dip party. I, mm. I, I'm not saying I, I wouldn't accept the invitation, um, yeah. but but I haven't. I don't know about this trend. Uh, I'm not saying it's not real because obviously it is because if, if it's on TikTok, it's real. Um, but uh, I saw that TikTok too that we're looking at, and it just you know it's really kind of fun because especially if you have um, like a, a dip potluck, mm-hmm. right? That everybody can bring their own little you know, dippable dip thing to the party, which is kind of fun. And there's so many different things that you could just make a puree out of, uh, which is just, just incredible. I I put together a couple of like really good ideas, just in case you get invited to, uh, you know, a dip party yourself to some things you can think about. Um, Because we talked about the avocado hummus, try that. I think that's really nice. So if you got a really good hummus recipe, throw a couple big chunks of avocado in there. It's going to turn it nice and beautiful and green. The flavor is fantastic. Again, that's really great with crudite, watermelon radishes, on dive spears, carrots, um, um, snow peas, all that kind of stuff is really good for. Di- um, but I, I like a good um, seven layer nacho dip too, man. I think those are great, right? Oh, yeah. And and that's going to be that's going to be refried beans on the bottom um, with you know sour cream and then guacamole and then cheese. You bake it and then you put sauce on top of that. I think that's r- incredibly delicious. Um, 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 I like cream cheese and goat cheese mixed together. I think that's really, really nice. Right. And, and so you, you get, you know, so you both have to be kind of room temperature and you can kind of, you can mix it together with a fork, but I think it, when it uh, you puree them both together and like a food processor. So it's really, really smooth. I think that's great. And then you can, um, you can uh, line a, a coffee cup or a big coffee or big like bowl with plastic wrap and then smash in uh, the goat cheese and cream cheese mixture and let it set and then flip it 
out. So you get a nice half dome uh, for a platter, which is really kind of cool. And I like that topped off with cranberry sauce. I think that's a really, really nice dip. And just, you know, uh, with some nice uh, spice nut cr- uh, crackers or something you can pick up from the grocery store, which is really great. And then when it comes to like savory stuff, man, I mean, you can't top queso. Ooh, yeah. Queso is just bomb, man. And so that, that's going to be, um, there's a lot, a lot of different ways you, you can make it. Of course, you can just go straight up Velveeta in the microwave. Mm-hmm. And listen, I'm not going to be mad at you. I, I would totally eat that with sauce on top of it. It is what it is, right? But if you if you uh, made uh, what's called a, a velouté, right? So that's going to be, um, you start off with a roux, right? So that's going to be flour and butter, and you're going to make a paste out of that. And you're going to add chicken stock, just box chicken broth. And then you make a sauce out of that. Now that is going to be stable enough to hold the melted cheese in place. And, and that's um, the, the basic, the basis for a lot of really, really good cheese sauces is just starting off with, with a, either a velouté or a bechamel. A bechamel can do the same thing. So be, that would be 50, 50 uh, flour and butter, and then add whole milk to it. Right. So you got like a nice creamy base and then, and then just kind of load it up with like really good Jack cheese, um, you know, pepper, Jack cheese, cheddar cheese. I think that's really great. And then um, lots of like, you know, chili powder, which is, you know, kind of give it a big zesty flavor profile and then uh, just serve that uh, hot straight out of the pot with some great tortilla chips, top it off with salsa and fresh cilantro, nice squeeze of lime juice on top of that. And I think that's something banging. Can I throw Rotel in there or is that not, not good? Yeah, whatever, man. I mean, I, I, there, there's no wrong way to do any of this stuff. And one of my favorite new dips, have you have you heard of like the hot pizza dip? I think so, but tell me about it. So so you get a baking dish and then you, yeah. you, you could either use jarred marinara sauce or make a really good marinara sauce, but it's got to be tight. Right. So it's got to be said, it's got to be relatively thick. So it got to hold up to like the breadsticks. Right. And then, and then you literally just layer um, mozzarella cheese on top of that and pepperoni and then you bake it. So it's almost like a pizza without the crust. And then you get like pizza breadsticks. Okay. And then, and then you just basically dip your breadstick into, it's like almost like a deconstructed pizza, which I think is fantastic. Ooh, that sounds delicious. Speaking of dipping, how do you feel about double dipping? You know, l- listen, I, I think if you're with friends or family, I, you mm-hmm. know, uh, I, I don't know if I would double dip a chip, you know, I don't mm-hmm. think I would take a bite of a shrimp and then dip it back into the cocktail sauce. Yeah. Okay. I don't think I would do that. But if you want to uh, like hover by the appetizer board and sit there and just, you know, go at it with, you know, several chips and, um, you know, make a meal out of it. I think that's what it's for. There's an amazing Seinfeld episode where George gets uh, in trouble for double dipping a chip. And he has uh, the way that he dips a chip is he dips one edge in, takes a bite, then spins the other edge and dips it in. So it's not technically double dipping. Yes. Scientifically. I feel like that's okay. Totally okay. okay. Yeah. I mean, if you're around friends, who cares, man? Um, but to listen, you spent some time in the South. How do you feel about pimento cheese? I love, I mean, I, I do love a pimento cheese sandwich. Yeah. Like you can't go to a football game without there being an entire spread of pimento cheese sandwiches. The other thing that they do in the South, which is so simple and so delicious is it's like a block of cream cheese that's like topped with barbecue sauce mm-hmm. or some sort of jelly. There's like mm-hmm. whatever, whatever random thing they have in the pantry, they're just putting that on top of cream cheese. And then you get like um, a small cracker and you put that on top. Have you, have you had that 
in the South? A thousand times, man. I mean, th- that's the immediate go-to. Like, if you've got yeah. nothing else, like, I'm really good at putting party favors together when people show up out of the blue. And cream cheese would anything on top of it. I think it's really nice. Now, with cream cheese, what I like to do sometimes is, is take cherry tomatoes mm-hmm. um, and, um, and uh, like, any again, any kind of fresh chili, a uh, little bit of extra virgin olive oil. And if you got some fresh thyme, just kind of strip it and put it on top of the tomatoes. And then put them on a sheet pan and, and let them bake in the oven until they get nice and saucy, right? And then you could literally spoon that on top of cream cheese. And I think that's really nice. You can also uh, bake brie and do the same things. Uh, To me, like I I like baked brie. Baked brie is probably my favorite cheese in the world. I'm not saying a lot. Well, because it's just so like has this beautiful white mushroom fat to it. And it's just so incredibly creamy. Uh, I I think brie is my favorite. I think my favorite domestic brie uh, was not technically brie, but but, Mm -hmm. um, um, cowgirl creamery. Uh, here in Northern California, they're in uh, Point Reyes. Um, they they make a what they call Mount Tam, and it's the cheese that we slice and put on top of our burgers at Wayfair Tavern and at Miller Lux, and it it's the world's greatest cheese and melts so just like w- warm, yummy butter. It's so delicious. Going back to pimento cheese, do you have like a go to recipe for when you're making pimento cheese or pimento cheese sandwiches? Yeah, man, fifty fifty mayo sour cream. That's yep. the base, all right. That, that's the 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 you know, the the base of anything creamy, right? And then you're going to take really really good cheese again, not the cheese in the bag. You're right, because um, I, I think cheese out of the bag, shredded cheddar out of the bag, has a weird dusty you know ness to the outside of it, which I think I can always taste. I can always definitely kind of feel it on my tongue. And then um, um, you know, uh, uh, ro- fresh roasted peppers, like so. You take bell peppers, put them over top of a burner, let them char on the outside, so you get some really really good color. Put those into a bowl. Uh, wrapped it up in plastic so they steam, peel it, chop it. So roasted red pepper, I think, and a really good pimento cheese spread, I think tastes incredibly delicious, right? And then I think it's salt. It's a little bit of garlic powder. It's a little bit of onion powder uh, and uh, and just uh, in either chive or parsley. And you kind of mix it all together. So it's going to be 50-50 made with sour cream, fresh shredded cheddar mixed together, uh, roasted bell peppers, all right, chopped, Fold that in. Uh, and classically in the South, you're going to use canned pimentos, but I like roasted red pepper. I think it's nice. And then again, um, a little bit of salt, a little bit of garlic powder, a little bit of onion powder. I like a little bit of lemon juice in mine too. And you kind of like stir that together. And that with Ritz crackers is just sensational. Mm. And that's a real big taste of the South too. It's nice. Yeah. All right. Well, now I want to go to a party and uh, eat a bunch of dips. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I want to do now. It's a good uh, idea to have one or two or, or five of these great recipes under your belt. And again, there's two good places to start. It's either, you know, creamy, which is going to be 50-50 made with sour cream. Again, there's lots of yogurt dips. There's lots of really great cream cheese dips, anything in that world, creamy, right? And then there's going to be vegetable-based. And that's usually, I always start with chickpeas as a base to that. And you can add anything to that. So fancy hummus. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, if you guys have any questions about dips, hit us up and... We'll see you next week on Two Dudes in a Kitchen. Every freaking episode makes me hungry, man. (laughs) Well, good to see you. I'm going to go eat. All right, man. I'll see you next week. Take care. See you, buddy. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Follow us on Instagram at Two Dudes in a Kitchen. Make sure to write us a review and leave us five stars. (laughs) We'll take that. And we'll see you guys next time. See you next time. Bean Dad. The Dress. 30 to 50 feral hogs. If you knew what any of those were, you spend too much time online. And hey, I do too. 16th Minute of Fame is a new weekly podcast hosted by me, Jamie Loftus. And every week we take a closer look at an internet character of the day. Who are they? What made them so notorious? How did the internet or the algorithm choose them 
And what does a person do when they're suddenly confronted with more attention than the human psyche can handle? Listen to 16th Minute of Fame on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia. And I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care and we'll see you there.